Okay, so I'm gonna try something new. Um, I am recording while I am. I feel like I can't tell you what I'm doing because I feel like it's illegal, but I'm not being distracted. Um, I, I typically just tend to have like my best thoughts when I'm doing this activity. Um, but I assure you that everything is safe. So if you hear a lot of road noise, you probably know what activity I'm doing, but, um, everyone is safe except for me because my dogs keep fucking farting and I want to die. Not literally, but it smells fucking awful. Smells awful. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. It smells disgusting. Okay, I am not going to do what I was doing. One, because I am irresponsible. And two, because you can only hear like road noise in that. And that makes me sad. Um, but here we are. So I'll just come back in like 10 minutes when I'm home. Okay. Okay, I'm back. And I'm in my house, sitting down on the floor with my back leaned against the couch. And my phone is on the coffee table. And in front of me, I have a book called Animals Make Us Human and two oracle decks. One is the seasons, or not the, just seasons of the witch. And the other is the universe has your back. And then there is a blue water bottle and my MacBook. And I'm not sure why I felt the need to describe this to all of you, but there you go. To my left, I have my two snoring pit bulls. And in front of me in our cat nook, Arlo is sleeping. I'm not sure where Wally is, but uh, I tried lighting some like frankincense and myrrh um, incense. And I just really didn't like the smell at all. <laughs> um, I, I really, really, really wanted to like the smell but it reminded me too much of the Catholic Church, and oh, we all know that that's a problem. Um, so I lit some sage instead. Sage, let me talk about sage. So there's a huge thing, huge awareness, not thing, huge awareness coming around sage and the sales of sage. Um, sorry, I just got an Instagram message, so I got distracted. Um, the sage that I have and that I'm burning isn't an incense stick. It's a Japanese sage. Um, I like it. It's not white sage, just regular sage. Um, there's a lot of controversy about white sage as it is used in Native American rituals called smudging. And I don't know um, much about that. So I'm not going to talk about it because I don't feel that it's my place and I have not done enough research on it. Um, but... I really do enjoy the smell of sage, and so I've been looking for, like, a nice ethical way uh, to find it. And today, I found this cute little met metaphysical store in Minnetonka. It's called Jewel Weed. Jewel Weed. Um, and they get their sage from um, a Native American woman who lives in Wisconsin. Um, so I think that's super cool. Um, so if you're looking for sage... I would recommend hold on I'm like yawning and stuff. <sighs> Damn. 
I would recommend going to Jewelwood in, it's actually in Wyzetta, not Minnetonka. Um, talk to the owner, super nice, super informative. That's where I got uh, Seasons of the Witch, this new Oracle deck that I got today. Literally, you guys, I spent like a fucking hour in there. Um, just the cutest little store and it's right on like the bayfront. Oh my god, I just want to go back tomorrow, and I was already there yesterday. I can't go back tomorrow because I'll spend lots of money, but they have lots of very, like, unique oracle decks, and that's something that I was really looking for. Um, if you're, like, interested in getting into oracle decks or tarot decks, um, Barnes & Noble is a great place to start. They have lots of books um, about lots of things, lots of spiritual things, um, kind of just the... Oh, I know, I'm sorry, I took the blanket away from Igor because I'm cold. <laughs> Is that selfish? Maybe, but I did it anyway. Um, Barnes & Noble is a great place to start because uh, they have lots of just, like, starter books. Um, lots of just introductory books to, like, um, kind of the metaphysical world and, like, astrology, witchcraft um chakras um let's see i'm trying to think of what else is kind of like the main i think those are mostly it um angels um so that is in the uh it's not in the self-improvement i can't remember what the section is called in barnes and noble but that's a great place to start um otherwise support small uh Two metaphysical shops that I really, really like are Eye of Horus in Uptown and this Jewelwood, even though I only went to Jewelwood today, but super awesome. They're both locally owned. Um, the people who work there are incredible, super friendly, super, super willing to help. Um, I would recommend if you're looking more so for crystals to go to Jewelwood in Wyzetta. They have a huge supply of crystals, like so awesome. I was literally blown away. Um, and if you want just like a general metaphysical store that has like a good stock of just about everything, but not a whole lot of like in depth of one thing, um, then I would recommend going to the Eye of Horus in Uptown, but both are super great shops. Um, so anyways, I wasn't even going to talk about that, but there I went. <laughs> um, and if you have any questions about like oracles or tarot or anything like that, you can always, always reach out to me. Um, I recorded an episode. I don't think I published it or maybe I did. Honestly, I have a lot of drafts because sometimes I record and I'm like, mm, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. Not feeling that. Um, but I think it was. <sighs> Yawn in one of my drafts that I have where I talked about how for a little bit there tarot was getting really intense for me because growing up catholic black and white is how you live and what I mean by that is like there is no gray so instead of looking at things with duality I looked at them with indefinency um, I also tend to just want to punish myself. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what the fuck that's about, but we're working on it. Um, and so I started to attach the same teachings and feelings that I had and was taught about 
um, with the Catholic Christian God that I grew up knowing and fearing to tarot and oracle and I started like fortune telling and so there is a list of I think 10 cognitive distortions and don't quote me on this again I'm not a therapist um you can look this up but there's like 10 cognitive distortions and one is um catastrophizing fortune telling and so I was doing a lot of fortune telling which is like just believing that what the cards said was what was gonna happen and um a lot of negativity and anxiety came around that and so I was just like okay I just need to take a break because I am putting so much pressure on this instead of enjoying it and using it for reflection which is what um I typically use it for and so like I said, I just got these two decks, um, Seasons of the Witch, which is like a Halloween oracle, super exciting. The only thing I don't really like uh, with this one is that I think, like, I was just um, shuffling through the, the cards, and there's literally, like, it's all the illustrations are, like, white people, and I don't really like that. I wish there was a little bit more diversity. Um, there, I think there's, like, at one card of a person of color in there but I wish that there was more um the universe has your back deck is super super cute I feel like that is such a good starter deck for anyone and it's not necessarily tied to um anything quote-unquote scary so um if you grew up Christian or Catholic you know I'm just speaking from my experience. Growing up Catholic, I was taught that anything that wasn't the Bible was evil and satanic, essentially. Um, and so I was always incredibly scared of tarot and oracle decks. Um, I thought that they were the work of Satan. I thought that by utilizing them, um, I was worshiping Satan and opening myself up to possession and then I actually took the time to read and learn about them and that's not what they are at all. Um, so I just really encourage you that if you are interested, like if you see my stories and you're like, oh man, I'd love to like have a little deck. Um, the Universe Has Your Back deck is a super, super cute, it's just like little affirmations. Um, helps you reflect. It doesn't have a guidebook. So normally most um, tarot and or oracle cards come with a guidebook so like my spirit animal oracle um that i have done on my story a few times or like the shaman oracle deck um those both come with guidebooks to give you like deeper in-depth meanings of what the cards say so say for example i pulled like the flamingo spirit then it's got like the meaning of the flamingo spirit why the flamingo spirit showed up in a protection message and an oracle message. Um, so these cards, these universe, the universe has your back cards, um, just have cute little sayings. Like this, I have been, I was shuffling my deck just then because I am sneaky. And here's a card that I pulled. And it says, when I accept the love of the universe as my primary teacher, I will always be guided back to the light um let's see another card says instead of praying for an outcome i pray for the highest good for all actually i saw that card already before i shuffled it and then i just picked it out again so 
I'm going to read that message again because maybe someone needs to hear it. Um, it says, instead of praying for an outcome, I pray for the highest good for all. And the art style of this deck is super cute. It's like watercolory um, and sketchy. Like, not like sketchy, like fucking weird, but just like like cute little doodle sketches. Um, super minimalistic. I like it a lot. The colors are very pretty. Oh, here's another one. And this one says, I recognize that I have chosen fear and I choose again. I choose love. So like I said, these aren't necessarily any... Like, these are more so just affirmations and um, positivity cards to help you reflect, move on through your daily life. Um, I still feel that, like, spirit really can work through these. And let me be clear, spirit to me is the universe, um, is God. I'm not really sure if I believe in God right now because growing up, the only God that I was taught about um, was the one that I came to fear so heavily that I stopped living. Um, and so the word God for me really just doesn't fit right now. Maybe it will in a little bit. Um, I'm just, I'm not putting pressure on myself because I need time to heal and that's okay. Oh, here's another one. Oh, here's a good one. I was just shuffling them and then this one. I was like, nope, what's this one? And this one says, the moment I realign with love, clear direction is presented to me. So again, oh my God, you guys, literally the card, instead of praying for an outcome, I pray for the highest good, just keeps like, ooh, popping up. So maybe I need to hear that message. Um, but I just think that cards are super fun. Um, I think it's a fun way, in my opinion, for the universe to connect with you, for you to connect with spirit, um, to kind of reflect on, like, your life path and where you're going. Um, and I have just found a lot of joy and a lot of freedom from utilizing these cards. So, like I said, all those cards that I just read was from the Universe Has Your Back deck. Um, I was thinking of posting, like, my deck my card decks on Instagram and then that way you guys can kind of like see what I work with and stuff like that um so yeah and again quickly the difference between tarot and oracle is tarot is a set deck so in tarot you're always gonna have like the major arcana which includes like the fool um the world, the wheel of fortune, the magician, um, and then the minor arcana is page of wands, ace of cups, um, and some people kind of like branched off from the regular raider, raider, I think it's raider white tarot, um, which is like your typical traditional tarot that you see, um, and created their own. So today at Jewelwood, I was looking at, oh god, what is it called? I can't remember what it's called, but it was um, a tarot deck and it was animal based. Super, super cool. Loved it. And so instead of like Ace of Wands, they had like Ace of Arrows or instead of like Six of Cups, they would have Eight of Feathers, if that makes sense. Um, so I don't know, like if if you feel like you want to try it out, just try it out. There's no harm in trying and... 
I'm going to debunk the myth that it is dangerous because it's all about your intention. If you have, like, if you set the intention out there that your life is negative and nothing good will ever happen to you, I think it's it's going to be harder for something good to happen to you. And I know that that sounds so simple, but as I've really, like, walked on my spiritual journey, I've come to believe more so in um, manifestation and speaking things into existence and really just attracting, like, the vibrations that you put out. So if you're negative all the time, probably gonna have lots of negative experiences and again as someone who struggled with mental health I know that is it's it's not just like oh I'm happy now or oh I can be positive now I think for me especially it's been finding a balance between being realistic and being optimistic um I used to be a super big like fake optimist like I would always try and find the bright side, even though on the inside I was just, like, fucking crumbling. Um, But being raised by baby boomers and growing up in a small conservative town, um, feelings were not welcomed. And I don't blame my parents for that at all. Um, Feelings were not welcomed. We did not talk about bad things we simply ignored them and focused on the good things. And so I think as I've aged, I've become definitely more of a realist. And I I like that about myself. I want to keep that quality. Um, there is such a thing as toxic positivity to me. Well, I just had deja vu. That was wild. Um, there is such a thing as toxic positivity to me. And I try really hard not to be toxically positive because there is bad in the world and there are people who are struggling and who are hurting and I'm hurting too you know and so in terms of like the bad vibes and negative vibes and speaking things into existence I think for me again everyone needs to find their own life balance but for me it's a it's the ability to allow myself to express negative things that are going on in my life but not dwell on them rather just to speak them out loud to get them out of my soul if that makes sense like I said everyone's got a different thing um that's that's where I'm at in my spiritual journey right now um again I I don't believe in the God that I was raised to believe in um, do I still fear that God? Oh yeah, I am I am very scared of that God. I was fear-mongered for the first 18 years of my life, you know, and then a few more after that. Like it's not easy to undo trauma. Um, but I'm working on it. And so for me, what brings me comfort is um changing my vocabulary. I do believe in a higher power. I don't know what that higher power looks like. I'm still navigating that, but for me, I like to call it the universe. Um, It's a very, it's a much more comforting term to me. And so in my mind, the universe, rather than being the solar system, which, you know, that's typically what we refer to the universe as to me when I say the universe with a capital U that is the highest good 
and the highest power. And I don't even really like saying the highest good because I was so fear-mongered into believing that the Catholic Christian God was the highest good and the only right way and blah, 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 blah. Um, so like I said, a lot of, a lot of vocabulary is very triggering for me and that's just the way it is right now. I'm giving myself space with it. Um, maybe I'll go back to believing in God. Maybe I won't. I have worked really hard to stop putting the pressure on myself to have everything figured out. That's a fucking hard thing to do. Um, and I still work on it every day because it pops up in various, oh man, I am tired. It pops up in various like subjects of my life, I guess you could say. Like my career is definitely one, um, where I need to learn to chill the fuck out, but you know, we're, we're working on it. Um, so anyways, part of this reason that I wanted to make this podcast, oh, uh, like, what time is it? Oh my goodness, it's 9, 12 p.m., you guys. Um, at like 2 o'clock p.m., I, I started to record this episode, and then I was driving, and I was like, Mariah, you dumb fuck, it, like, just don't. I mean, it was hands-free, I was just talking, but you also couldn't hear me really well over the road noise, and so... I think my, like, ultimate goal of, like, starting this podcast was to discuss dogs and definitely the church because I made an Instagram story and I was, like, super riled up about the church. Um, And so I do want to dig into that. And I also want to dig into dogs and animals in general. Um, And I am speaking this out loud because I tend to get very sidetracked. Um... Yeah, but I I just want to talk about sexuality, the church. You know, we've already kind of been talking about spirituality with the oracle cards and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I just really want to, like, encourage you that th- your spirituality is yours. And you get to determine what is right and what is wrong for you and in your spirituality. Um, I remember when I first started dating Jared, and he was like, I hate religion, and I was still, like, super Christian at this point in time, and I was like, okay, you know, and I just kind of thought that, like, you know, he's one of those people who hate religion, like, as a Christian, um, we are taught that Christianity is the one true way, um, Jesus is the son of God, all of that stuff, and people who don't believe in God or who are not Christian um, need to be saved and we need to save them and just kind of this um, general idea of "Mm, poor them like we pity them right we pity them because they haven't been saved by Jesus Um, and so I remember when Jared and I first started dating and he was like yeah I hate religion and I literally was like oh poor boy he just doesn't know um and here I am just fucking talking trash about religion (laughs) uh funny how uh life comes and smacks you in the ass isn't it so anyways um there was something that I was gonna say add on to that hold on maybe it'll come back to me 
No, but it was semi-important. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember. So I remember when I first started talking to Jared, I was going to a church, not the Catholic church that I grew up in, um, but a church. And I had become very close with the pastor there. He was like my older brother. And I remember sharing him, sharing with him, like that I was excited to be talking to Jared and stuff like that. And one of the first things he said to me was, does he believe in Jesus? And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, well, does he go to church? And I was like, well, no. And he was like, like, almost disappointed and he said to me I just really want you to be with someone who loves Jesus and I just remember thinking like okay and then he made another comment to me about how um I needed to be with someone who was equally yoked. That is a very, very, very common term among Christians. Be with a partner who is equally yoked because if you're not with a partner who is equally yoked with you, and I don't know if you guys like know where that comes from, but a team of oxen have like that thing around their neck and that is the yoke, right? So uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look it up on the internet. Um, but essentially like they have to be going the same speed and on the same page in order to get anywhere. And that's the idea of being equally yoked with someone who loves Jesus as much as you, because if you love Jesus more with someone, then they're going to drag you down to not loving Jesus as much. And if you don't love Jesus as much as someone else does, you know, when you're trying to have an intimate relationship, then you could drag them away from Jesus. Um, and I just remember him like insinuating that that is what would happen to me. And I just got really angry. Um, and I was like, fuck this. And that was the last time that I went to that church. It was very hurtful. Um, again, fear mongering again, Like, why can't you just be happy for me? You know, like, this is a super healthy relationship. I am so excited. I had just broken up with my ex. Well, not just, like, it had been six months. But I had just moved back to uh, my hometown. Like, I just don't need that shit. And also, you're not God. So, free off, man. Uh, But, (laughs) anyways, that's, that's one of the problems that I have with the church and um I wish I've I've gone to three different churches well like consistently I have consistently gone to three different churches um my hometown church a church up in Duluth and then this other church that I was just talking about um and unfortunately I found the same underlying concept of you are bad and Jesus died for you, so you better be grateful. Granted, the last church was a little bit more easygoing on the whole sin thing because it wasn't Catholic. It was a different denomination. Um, But I still just, it was like a a club, like a, a clicky club, and 
I love Jesus and I was perfect and not perfect, but I was a good Christian girl. Um, I was not going to do anything to disobey God using air quotes. Um, and looking back, I have just grown so far from that and that's okay. And I'm not, I'm not saying like some people love that. Some people love Christianity and I respect that. I am sharing my story. I am not trying to shit on Christianity. Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't think all Christians are bad. I think that there are a lot of Christians out there who actually follow what Jesus teaches and who actually love their neighbors and all of that good stuff. And I wish that there were more of them. And I wish that that's who I thought of when I think about Christianity. But unfortunately, my negative experiences outweigh my positive experiences with the church. And so when I hear Catholicism or Christianity, I want to like uh, vomit, run away, punch a wall. Those are just some feelings that come up. Um, but I faced a lot of emotional manipulation and especially, especially when I was a teenager, um, and I was just fear-mongered, and that had some fucking damaging effects, okay? Let me tell you, um, and I just have a lot of residual anger for it, because those were adults saying those things to me, those were adults who were hearing those things be said to children, and who didn't step in and say, hey, actually, that's not right. That's fear-mongering. That's gaslighting. Um, and I think, I think that makes me incredibly upset as well. I feel like as adults, we are supposed to care and look out for children, right? Especially, oh my God, especially in the Christian faith, right? Because Jesus loved little kids, okay? So tell me how... You telling me that I'm going to hell for masturbating, for being gay, for watching porn, for swearing, for missing church on Sunday. How is that life-giving for me? Granted, the whole porn thing, I'm not going to get into that. I don't want to. Um, we were taught growing up that watching porn is a sin. I know that society has pretty much normalized it. Um, I don't stand one way or another. And even if I did, I'm not going to share because it doesn't fucking matter. Like, and, and that's the thing is I don't care who you fuck as long as you have their consent. Um, and I don't really care what you watch as long as it's not like, weird ass shit okay I don't, I don't know like I think that is the thing that is the problem one of one of the problems with the Christian Catholic Church is that they just fucking shove their noses into everyone's business um and maybe other churches do too like I said I've only had experience with Christian and Catholic churches so Again, I'm not trying to blanket everything. Um, I'm just sharing my story about uh, my experiences with the church and kind of why I stepped away from it. So, 
reflecting as I have started my deconstruction journey, which deconstruction, I really like that term. Um, this past fall, I found an Instagram account called Your Favorite Heretics. Highly recommend following them. They're awesome. Um, it's a husband and wife and they were super Christian. Um, and now they run a blog. They have a podcast. I'm pretty sure. Um, they have a Facebook group. I'm part of the Facebook group, but they really have just created this community, um, where people who have been hurt by the church can come and can heal. Um, yeah, it, And that is where I got the term deconstruction from, and I really, really liked it. I remember it was probably about two years ago, a year and a half, two years ago, when I started to deconstruct. I didn't have a word for it yet, but I started to explore other things. So I started exploring um, crystals, chakras, auras, energy fields, um... Chinese medicine, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And that really, really started my deconstruction journey um, and has led me down the path that I am today. And I'm really excited because I'm starting to build my spirituality back up the way that serves me best in this life. And I think that that's what everyone deserves. Um... So, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought because I'm really tired. I worked at the kennel today. <laughs> um, I worked at the kennel and then I milked. So, I've been up since 3.30. It's been a long day. Um, I'm going to pass the fuck out when I go to bed. But I did just want to come on here and record this episode because I have a lot of things to say. Um, and I've got a little fire in my belly. Like, I think that if I would be a mythical creature, I think I'd totally be a dragon. Like, I was a crazy horse girl in elementary school, so I know that may surprise some of you because you're probably like, oh, that bitch is gonna be a unicorn and fair, but I've had this obsession with dragons lately. Um, I just think they're fucking cool. Like, I don't really care if they're made up or not. I just think they're cool. Like, I think that's chill. There was a cute little dragon oracle deck, but I didn't buy it because I didn't like the art style. I'm kind of a bitch when it comes to art styles, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not going to buy something that I don't want to look at. That's not helpful. Um, so anyways, if I could be a mythical creature, I would be a dragon. Not sure where I was going to go with that, um, but that's kind of always a fun thing to think about. Like, Dragons are dragons are fucking dope, man. They're they're fucking dope. I wish that I liked more shows that had dragons in them. Game of Thrones can't really do it because I heard there's a lot of sex and here's the thing. Like I don't watch porn, okay? Um but what my problem is is I am a total sucker for good romance okay and so like the movie to all the boys I loved before love that shit I don't care how cheesy it is okay so anyways adult shows that have like a storyline and then the characters fuck that really gets me going and I just don't want to be horny all the time and I think that if I were to watch the first season of Game of Thrones all the sex scenes would make me super horny and I just don't want to deal with that um so yeah I know there's dragons in Game of Thrones but that's my dilemma with Game of Thrones 
is all the sex scenes because I don't want to be hot and bothered all the time. It's just not fun. Mm. Um, anyways, getting back to the church. See, like I said, I fucking sidetracked so much. Oh, I wanted to talk about animals in this podcast episode, but I don't know if I'll get there. I'm literally like just falling the fuck asleep. But I have a few more things to say about sexuality because I want to start shifting into uh talking about sexuality because I I don't think it's talked about enough um god I can't remember if I fucking said this see here's the thing is I like record these episodes and then I don't listen to them (laughs) I record them and I'm like oh yeah that was good and then I publish them so I don't listen to them back um I record them and then I post them um so if they seem god damn it if they seem unscripted uh or there's a lot of repetition it's because they are unscripted and I tend to repeat myself okay so I can't remember if I shared this I also have like fucking four podcast drafts uh and I can't remember which ones I talked about this in and which ones I didn't I know I did do a podcast where I touched on sexuality a little bit the last episode uh, but I do just kind of want to touch on it more mostly because like I had a really great conversation with my therapist about it um and I think especially for me growing up catholic um I was taught that the only right way to live was to be heterosexual um and so I just kind of want to talk about that a little bit here's the problem I have with the church is they say that God is ever loving and ever forgiving but if you're gay you're going to hell because homosexuality is a sin (laughs) but God made us right right and i i don't think that people choose their sexuality because i've thought about trying to be a lesbian before but vaginas gross me out you know like my friends and i talk about it all the time we're like shit we wish we could be lesbians because it'd probably be fucking easier like men are stupid not all of you i'm sorry i mean that in like the most kind-hearted way like men remind me of big puppies you just have to guide them and that's okay they're super cute super lovable they're they bring so much joy and enrichment into your life but you have to take care of them because they're kind of dumb like i think of men as just Lots of Igors running around. Super cute. I love him. Could not imagine my life without him. Um, but I, I do have to take care of him because he does things like runs out into the middle of the road for no fucking reason. Um, so anyways, back to being a lesbian. I think it'd be great if I was a lesbian. I, I, don't, I don't really know. Like my sexuality is my sexuality. Uh, but I've... I've tried to think about being a lesbian before and I just don't want to tongue punch a vagina it's just not something I'm into don't want to stick my finger in another woman's vagina also not really something I'm 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 into um I don't want to like fully get into my kinks uh 
because uh, I feel like if any of my family members are listening to this podcast, they're going to be like, Mariah, what the fuck? Or some, like, older friends that I have, they're going to be like, this bitch is crazy. She's gone crazy. Um, I definitely love wieners. Uh, mostly just Jared's wiener. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because if he were to listen to this podcast episode, he'd be like, Jesus Christ, my eye, you really had to bring out my wiener? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop myself because I'm going to start getting into like sexual stuff. And I, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about sexuality. So anyways, it's very interesting to me that God created us. Um, and I don't believe that we choose our sexualities, um, and we're made in God's image, and he is ever-loving and ever-forgiving, but if you're gay, you are going to hell. But aren't we made in God's image? Isn't God ever-loving and ever-forgiving? So if, keyword, if homosexuality is a sin, shouldn't he forgive us and not send us to eternal damnation that would make sense right but it doesn't because that's not what they teach maybe it's gotten better um but i remember in my high school being gay was a sin super sinful and um i was uncomfortable around gay people i looked down on them um Actually, I I didn't really look down on them as so much as I did not understand them um, and probably felt a little bit uncomfortable around them uh, because of what I was taught, because I was taught that there was something wrong with them. And I think that that is such bullshit. Um, how dare you run a Catholic school and say that God is ever loving and you teach and instill the ideals that there is something inherently wrong with gay people that makes me so upset so upset so angry also the hypocrisy is alive and well and i'm just gonna zip my fucking mouth shut because i don't need to share anymore um in terms of that but um as i've grown i think that i have learned that sexuality is fluid and i did a poll on instagram once and i was like do you think that sexuality is fluid and some people answered yes and some people answered no and i think that like everyone has a different life experience for me sexuality is fluid like i shared in my nipple piercings um podcast episode which i think is the one um right before this one i think that women are attractive i do i would love to touch some boobs like i kiss girls when i'm drunk again don't want to touch a vagina uh especially now someone else's vaginas are kind of gross to me personally you know what i'm saying um but yeah kissing girls is fun i would totally touch their boobs like sexuality is fluid for me Maybe it's not for everyone else, and that's okay. Um, I remember, you know, and I'm I'm still 
working through it. Like, I am so grateful to have the people in my life that I do. I am so grateful to have Jared because we've had multiple conversations about it. And he's just like, you know what, Mariah? I love you for who you are. I I don't really care who you're attracted to. And that is something that is just so, so, so wonderful. Um, But as I am becoming an adult um, and just healing just healing. Um, I am aligning closer with my true self and I'm discovering a lot of things about myself. Uh, if you would have asked 16 year old Mariah, (laughs) I just think of like, I was super conservative when I was 16. I hated immigrants when I was 16. I know that's awful, but I'm just being truthful. Like, I I really am. I hated immigrants. I was like, fuck immigration. These people can't come to our land. You need to speak English if you live in America. Blah, blah, blah. All that kind of bullshit. Um, And here I am now, just like, talking about touching titties. Um, And, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I am very grateful for all the experiences that I've had. Anyways, sexuality. I think a lot of times it's such a taboo thing. And I think we were taught, especially if you were Catholic um, or maybe even Christian, that everything has to be black and white. It is either black or it is either white. There is no gray. There is no in between. And the reality is that we live in a world of gray. We live in a world of where there is a constant spectrum. There is not just one end or the other end. There is a spectrum. And I think for me, especially, I've discovered that my sexuality is on a spectrum. Um, and that's just where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm really not going to share more than that because I'm still exploring. I'm still discovering myself. Um, and I don't want to. I, I want whatever I'm experiencing to be between Jared and I and between my therapist and I. Um, but I do think it's important to talk about. And I, I did want to, oh, hi Arlo. I wonder if you can hear that in the recording. Um, I did want to talk about it because it's been on my mind. Um, so let me say this, there is nothing wrong with you if you're attracted to the same sex. There's nothing wrong with you if you are attracted to a transgender human. There is nothing wrong with you if your sexuality is fluid. There isn't. We're human beings. We deserve to live our lives full of love. And I highly encourage you to fucking dump the people who don't support you. And who don't allow you to grow and change and become closer to your true self. Just fucking dump them. I don't care if they're boyfriends or friends or girlfriends or parents or aunts or uncles. Leave them in the dirt. They can play in the dirt. It doesn't have to be like bad dirt. It can be, it can be nice dirt. But it's not your dirt. Go find a different dirt pile. I mean that in like a good way. I feel like I should have picked a different analogy. But you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, sexuality is fluid. I am super excited to continue to like explore my journey. Um, I don't really know 
where I am. I kind of bounce back and forth between like identifying with the LGBTQ plus community and not. Um, like I said, it's something I'm exploring and that's really all I want to share about it for right now. Um, don't ask me about it because I'm not going to tell you any more than what I just told you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, just really challenging the belief that I grew up with that there is something inherently wrong with gay people and that gay people are gross. Um, it's it's hard, but it's worth it. And kind of just figuring out how I identify with it as well. Also, if you can hear Jared, he's like playing video games. I shut <laughs> I shut the door to his room, but he gets really excited when he plays video games. So he's like screaming right now, which is funny. Boys are boys are funny. Um, but yeah, uh, especially if you're anyone who like went to high school with me or, you know, knew me from high school, um, if you're experiencing like any of the things that I just talked about, like if you're like, oh, maybe my sexuality is fluid or like, oh yeah, I think girls are kind of hot or like, oh yeah, I think boys are kind of hot. Like I just challenge you to lean into it. And there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with it if you do not get consent. And that goes across every single relationship. But that's about it. There's nothing wrong with liking girls if you're a girl. There's nothing wrong with liking boys if you're a boy. That's it. Um, I do... Oh my god, a mail notification. You guys, this podcast episode is going to be so long. I'm so sorry. Um, see, now I'm looking at the email that I got, and I got distracted. I have to click on it. Where is this? Ugh. Okay, I need to get back on track. Anyways, um, I wanted to talk about animals. I've loved animals ever since I was a little girl. Fucking loved it. My confirmation saint is St. Francis of Assisi, who I still believe in. Um, even though I'm kind of separating myself from Catholicism, I think St. Francis of Assisi has a super cool story. I love that he, like, prophesies to birds. Uh, that's dope. I think there is something so special between the human and animal connection. Um so let me talk about cats people who hate cats why do you hate cats have you actually spent time with a cat have you actually like stepped outside of yourself and just given yourself permission to exist with a cat you two in the same presence because I feel like cats get such a bad rep and it makes me so sad my cats have provided me with some of the most fulfilling relationships ever Wally, oh my god, I wouldn't be here without that boy, um, you know, and Arlo, I freaking love Arlo to death, like, he was the one who just screamed a few minutes ago, every day that I come home, and they come up, and run to me, and chirp, and, like, rub their cute fucking faces against my legs, I want to melt into a puddle, I want to melt into a puddle, and then I want to, like, eat them, because they're so cute, I know that's kind of weird, but I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Um, Arlo I adopted. He was a stray 
that they found in Wilmer. Um, and God, I love that boy. I love him. I remember the first week he just laid on my chest, just tucked himself under my chin and on my chest. And that was some of the most fulfilling shit that has ever happened to me. Um, I love rescue. For those of you who know me, or maybe even if you don't know me, I think it's pretty clear to see that I am pretty passionate about rescue. Um, I used to hate breeders. I used to be super, super, super anti-breeder. Um, working at the kennel has definitely opened my mind to it. Never did I think that I would want um, a puppy from a breeder but I have found myself wanting a puppy from a breeder um and it's taken quite a while for me to come to terms with that and for me to accept that because for so long I held this narrative that all breeders are evil um and that's not the case there are a lot of good ethical breeders out there and some of the ways to spot them um are if like the max litters they should be having per year is like two like if you go on a breeder website and they're like oh yeah sally is having her sixth litter of the year that's fucking gross and disgusting and you need to report them to animal control and like the animal abuse hotline or whatever i'm just too rattled thinking about it that i can't even think about what who you would contact um (laughs) but most ethical breeders only have one to two litters per year um and typically in their contract they will always take back their dog so say you got a puppy from a breeder and now the dog is three years old and has a medical condition and you can no longer care for it that breeder should take it back like a good ethical breeder will always take their puppies back regardless of their age um so like I said my my mindset has definitely shifted from rescue 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 to understanding that different people have different lifestyle needs and um honestly I'm chill with breeders as long as they're ethical uh the AKC website is a really really great place really great resource to check out to learn more about dog breeds Um, and just to find like ethical AKC registered breeders. Here's what I have a problem with. People who don't take care of their pets, and what I mean by that is spay and neuter. That's specifically what I'm talking about right now. People who do not spay and neuter their pets, and then an intact male comes in contact with an intact female, and bam, now you have puppies. Um, super irresponsible. Another thing I hate, puppy mills. Another thing I hate, don't become a goddamn backyard breeder. If you decide that you want to breed dogs, I respect that. If, and only if, you go about it ethically and you get fucking registered by the AKC. I think that all ethical breeders, well... I think that all breeders, ethical, um, I only trust breeders who are 
recognized by the AKC. Uh, because the AKC is an organization dedicated to upholding a breed standard, dedicated to um, making sure dogs are bred properly, safely, uh, humanely, all of that good stuff. And so if you just go down to fucking Texas and pick up a, uh, a pit bull and you already have a girl pit bull and you go down to Texas and pick up a pit bull and breed them because you want some pit bull puppies that you're going to sell for $400, fuck you. Let me say that again. Fuck you. That is so irresponsible. I can't stand it. It gets me going. Obviously, I'm super passionate about it. I'm I'm really tired, but if I wasn't this tired, I would literally be like screaming at the top of my lungs right now. I cannot stand backyard breeders. Don't be a fucking backyard breeder. Don't buy from backyard breeders. Don't support backyard breeders. Um I used to go to rodeos and there were so many people who were like, oh yeah, we just had puppies. Do you want one for $400? Fuck off and stop doing that. I, I, it makes me so mad because you are not trying to preserve the breed standard. You are not trying to create a prime, healthy, athletic dog to be utilized for what the breed is utilized for you're simply just having puppies because you know there's a market for them and you want to make a quick buck and that's fucking gross fuck you i mean that i i so mean that i so i hope you can hear how much i mean that do not have puppies just to make a quick buck that is so disgusting i can't handle it um, like I said, I used to be super pro rescue. I still am. I love rescue dogs. Um, I love rescue animals. I've rescued the majority of the animals that I have. Um, I recognize that, however, that doesn't fit everyone's lifestyle. You know, a lot of the times with rescues, you don't know their backstories, especially like Harold and Igor. I mean, even Arlo, shit. Um, but Harold and Igor, they were both from down south, and I have no fucking idea what their stories are. I don't know if someone had them as house, like, you know, they both came from different shelters in different states, actually. So Harold's from Texas, and Igor is from Alabama. Um, but I don't know if Harold was a house dog. I don't know if Harold had balls until he was two and a half years old. I don't know if he's, like, fathered some puppies I don't know if he was a fight dog I'm pretty sure he wasn't a fight dog because that might be pretty simple to tell um anyways I don't know anything of his story and I understand that that just doesn't work for some people and that's okay that's respectable if you get your dog from a responsible breeder like I just I like I said, I used to look down on people who would get dogs from breeders. I used to think of them as like evil and just awful people. And that's not true because there are lots of good breeders out there. Um, the problem comes from when you start buying pups from backyard breeders. 
And right, it's tricky because supply and demand, like there's always going to be backyard breeders. There's always going to be puppies and those puppies need homes, you know, but if you're thinking of becoming a breeder, I challenge you to ask yourself why is it to make a quick buck or am I super passionate about this breed and I want to continue the standard and preserve the breed because that makes a hell of a difference um and if you just want to have puppies to make a quick buck like I said many times in the past five minutes fuck you um Sometimes it makes me so sad to see the complete, like, lack of regard people have towards animals and animal welfare. Um, And so I am super excited to be stepping back into the animal world. I've always loved animals. Um, I've always fought for them, and I will continue to fight for them. Um, So, yeah. I think I think I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm like my eyes are literally just like fucking closing and I'm sitting up straight. I'm gonna fall asleep and like smack my head on this coffee table. Um let's pull another let's pull another That was super funny because the podcast literally stopped recording because I had talked for a full hour and then I didn't even realize that it stopped recording. Um, so that's why it just cuts off. But anyways, I pulled, you guys, I pulled like two cards and just kept talking and didn't realize that it wasn't recording. I don't remember what the cards are because I'm super tired, but I am gonna, um, uh, pull two more. And actually this first one that I just saw says, my faith has the power to turn trauma into healing, conflict into growth, and fear into love. I like that. So again, this is the the Universe Has Your Back deck by Gabrielle Bernstein. Bernstein? I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, um, but feel free to check her out. She's super cool. She has a few books too. I haven't read any of her books, but like I said, these are some just like super cute little um, intro cards if you want to kind of check out what oracles are about um i guess this isn't even really an oracle deck it's just a just a card deck but um yeah okay i'm supposed to be shuffling but i keep getting distracted okay here's another one it says i am a spirit having a human experience and i'm here to get closer to love that's cute okay i'm gonna pull one more because i'm starting just to like get to know this deck you know what i'm saying it's cute it's it's cute it's cute i honestly i think i would just sit and read this whole deck (laughs) i did i went through i went through the whole deck earlier and it's got some good it's got some good stuff in okay i surrender to a power greater than me when I'm in alignment with love, with the love of the universe, peace cannot be disturbed. The moment I embrace my peace within and surrender the outcome is the moment that the universe can truly get to work. In every moment, in every moment, the universe is conspiring to bring me toward right-minded thinking in the energy of love. I need to stop shuffling because there's just 
only one pond. Okay, just one more time. Just, just one more time. Just one more time. I just dropped all of them. Oh, here's one. What does this one say? It says, My fearless freedom lights up the world. Okay, I actually do need to put these cards away now because I will literally just go through the whole thing. But they're super fun, cute, like, inspirational messages. I like them a lot. Um, yeah, I'll probably do, like, a a card on on instagram so go head over to that actually probably by the time you listen to this it will be done but uh i do pull cards every now and then on my instagram story so um yeah thanks again so much for listening um i want to say i love you all but i don't really know who's all listening so i don't know if i love you or not but i do like you know like uh i wish you all peace brotherly love kind of way here i'll put it this way i love you all i don't know if i like you all because i don't know who's all listening but i hope you have a good rest of your whatever time of day it is and i wish you peace and blessings and love and we'll see you next time thanks uh i don't like that i said thanks that was weird okay let me try again we'll see you next time this sounds so weird okay i'm just gonna fucking stop okay okay bye